Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Matt, how are you? How are you, brother? <laughs> My brothers, welcome back to America. <laughs> welcome back. Good to be home. 
It's welcome back. Home. Welcome back. Welcome back. Have you seen that the past 24 hours for us, MG? I've been paying attention and I have to say, I don't know how you mother effers do it. <laughs> you guys are savages. Like, first of all, hold on. We got to give y'all some flowers, first of all, because there's no reason in God's green earth why you should be doing open enrollment right now, especially <laughs> after a 15 hour flight. And then you had to go to chill with Math Hoffa and, and the guys over there. And then you still had meetings and Zoom calls, the merger, you know, you Market something. You Mondays. Missed, you missed something. It's called a, a, another big interview. Another big interview. Oh, my yeah. God. I'll text you a picture later. <laughs> Please text me the pitch. See, I've been so busy. Shout out to Tooks. We've been in the studio. We've been in the lab just cooking up because work ethic don't stop over here at EYL University. You know, just because the the everybody has to work everybody has to hold their position there's no weak links in our crew so we've all been working but I, i'm super impressed with you guys as always i'm proud of both of you man and i can't wait to see you guys friday when you guys get honored is is well deserved so you don't even talk about how y'all getting your flowers and your hometown the town greenberg is honoring you guys so i'm blowing this up i don't care Right, you guys are getting honored and you deserve your flowers because I've been around for this from day one and just to see the growth from two, three iPhones on crooked stands and everything to where it's blown up to right now, man. I'm proud of you brothers, man. So you guys deserve your flowers and everybody needs to throw some some gems in the comments for my brothers because they out here working hard. This is not easy. There's sacrifices when it comes to this level of success and they're putting on for us man so shout out to y'all man for real love my brother appreciate that brother thank nah, you real talk man that's that's real talk man that's from the heart man y'all y'all dudes are savages man i love it let's go <laughs> let's go but y'all y'all different man and rashad is the rizza <laughs> he's been the rizza from day one this dude is a nut <laughs> let's go yo EYL University Times RPX. The biggest just got bigger. I can't contain myself. I've been waiting to talk about this for six months. Let's go. Let's go, Let's man. Grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's go. Shout out to Marcus. Shout out to her 500. Shout out to the whole RPX family. Let's go, man. Shout out to, to the earners. Where my earners at, man? Throw that graduation hat in the comments, man. Let's go, man. I'm hyped right now. Y'all shouldn't have brought me on. I'm too hyped. I can't contain myself right now. Oh, man. All right, we're going to get into it. Before we start, text the word LEARN to 401-238-7479 or click the link in the description of this video to enter your information for updates on the release of the relaunch of EYL University, which will include the regional chapters, the course, 19 courses, the live interactive classes is a whole vibe. It's a whole situation. Um, but Matt, we're going to end it with real estate. We talked about um, business branding, social media branding. We talked about business credit and we're going to end this with real estate, something that's extremely important and it's been a hot topic. Um, all right. So let's start here. What is the forecast? What is your forecast for 2023 when it comes to real estate, when it comes to interest rates, when it comes to home affordability, all of this stuff? 
All right. Good question, Rashad. Um, I would say I'm forecasting from appreciation standpoint. I think home values, and, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, home values will continue to appreciate in 2023. It will get back to modest appreciation, normal appreciation, I should say. I think depending on where you are in the country, we should see home appreciation anywhere from 2 to 7%. On, on average nationwide, just depending on where you are. Now, I know a lot of people see a lot of fear-mongering type of headlines out there. When you see home prices um, have declined or home sales have declined in the past nine months, I know you guys see um, price reductions and I don't. you have to really read between the lines when, you, when you're looking at all of that, right? So, Right now, year over year, November of 2021 compared to November of this year, home prices have still appreciated 7.5% annually. Now, you're not going to see crazy 20-plus percent nationwide in almost every state like you did in 2021. 2020 and 2021 was just unicorn years. That's not normal, right? Miami right now is not normal. Miami is up 20% year over year still. These, that's not normal, right? But if you look at appreciation over the past 60 years in America, homes on average have appreciated 4.5% annually. And we're getting back down to that normal rate of return on real estate, which is needed, right? Um, affordability is going to be questioned still because of inflation, although inflation dropped um, a couple percentage points um, not a couple of percentage points, but dropped a little from like 8.2 to 7.7 .7, um, on the last um, CPI report. If that continues to go down, that's great news um, for interest rates because interest rates tend to follow like the inflation numbers and also the Fed funds. If, uh, if the Feds kind of slow down on their raises, then you'll see interest rates start trickling back down. Now, when that CPI data was released, about two weeks ago, I believe it was, interest rates dropped from about seven and a quarter to six and a half percent, right? Now, next month, when this report comes out again, if if we start still seeing those inflation numbers go down, you're going to start seeing mortgage rates kind of slowly but surely follow it. So it's really on this inflation report that's really going to determine where interest rates are going to go. Um, I told you in, you know, a couple months ago that I did foresee rates would be around 7% by the end of the year. The end of the year is here. Where are we? A little bit under 7% right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, but still, it's not a terrible rate. It's higher than it was over the past two years, but historically, it's not a terrible rate. When I brought my first property um, years ago, my rate was seven and a quarter, right? So it's not a bad interest rate per se, it's just higher. So where I see the market going, I still continue to see it appreciating just at normal levels. I see that there's gonna be less inventory or new homes hitting the market because if these rates stay higher, then why would home sellers want to sell their home? Like I read something the other day and it said that 85% of mortgages in America have an interest rate below 4% right now. There's over 30 trillion in equity still in homes, although that's down, right, a little bit, but it's still over 30 trillion. 
So homeowners are sitting on a lot of leverage with low interest rates and a lot of equity. So there's really no reason for a seller, if they do not have to sell, why would they sell to put themselves in a position to be at a higher rate at a higher price? And if you go to rent, then you're still paying high rental prices because although rent prices have dropped a little bit, it's still high. It's still over $2,000 on average. So you're in a position right now. I think home buyers and, and investors, well, home buyers I'll speak to are in a position is you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? It's either you're going to rent or you're going to buy. Either or you're going to pay a higher price. And that's why you need to focus on really more streams of income and being able to create um, a better lifestyle for yourself because you can't control these markets. You can't control inflation, but you can control what you do on your daily basis. And that's bringing in more money because we, that's the only way you really truly fight inflation is bringing in more money and investing. Mm. Yeah. So from an investor standpoint, one of the articles that I was reading uh, earlier today, they said that the home purchases, new home purchases from investors uh, are down by 30% as the rates rise. As we start to see, like you said, rates hit maybe seven and a quarter, they, they've climbed down, I think maybe six and, and three quarters now. Do you see that trend continuing as far as for, from an investment standpoint when we talk about real estate? Absolutely. I think you're going to have some investors that sit on the sideline, but that's going to be an investors who probably shouldn't have been in the business regardless. Right. You got to look at it. Right. When money is cheap, everybody can do something because the money is so cheap. And there was a lot of money in the streets, too. When you think about uh, PPP loans, when you think about people didn't have to pay rent, when you think about all this stuff that put money out there, people didn't even have to go to work for crying out loud and it still was getting paid. So there was a lot of money that was in the streets that enabled people to go out there to invest at a high level. Now you have it where rates are higher, especially if you're buying investment properties, those rates, if the, if the homeowner rate for primary residence is in a six, 7%, then you're talking about eight to 11% if you're looking to buy a rental property. So that's going to hurt cash flow and numbers depending on where you're looking to buy. So yeah, you're going to see a lot, a lot of investors kind of sit on the sidelines right now, but let's really look at what a lot of the big boys are still doing. Look at JP Morgan Chase, for example. They just committed that they're gonna buy a billion dollars worth of single family rentals. Like investors are gonna invest regardless of whatever the market is. It's just depending on what game are you playing. So there's gonna be a lot of people that will sit on the sidelines, but I don't want any of our people to be de deterred by the fact that you read these, these articles and stuff like that. Like, no, go out there and invest because when you see people like JP Morgan Chase, these big institutional investors still out here getting deals done, there's no reason why we shouldn't be out here trying to look for our deals too, but we just got to analyze them properly to make sure the cash on cash returns are there. And also, Troy, before you go on or overshot, mm -hmm. you have to look at this rate is temporary. So if you get a property that's cash flow, let's just say you're making a 9% cash on cash return at a 10% interest rate, you have to look at your pro forma and see what is this going to look like if I'm able to refinance in two years and those rates drop down to 6%, 5%. What does my cash on cash return look like at that moment? So it's all on how, it's all on your perspective and how you're really truly analyzing your deals to determine if a deal is going to be a good one or a bad one. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that people, we don't look at, right? Like let's look at the long-term perspective, especially if you're in a 30-year loan. 
if you get this interest rate now at 10% or, or 8% in five years, if that goes down to five, like you're actually going to be saving on that refi. Like that, that has that long, same thing when we talk about investing in, in the market, it's like, look, we're not thinking about two years, three years. You have a 30 year mortgage. Like think about the long-term payout on this thing. hundred percent. So let me ask you this. Um, okay. What advice do you have for, for first time home buyers in this, in this economic and client? environment programs tips so my best advice is the same thing i've probably been saying from day one don't buy nothing you can't really afford don't be house rich and cash poor the same rules apply right um the math is still going to math if you can't afford something don't buy it if you're going to buy something make sure you have reserves because you never know what can happen in life so my tip is always going to be um, say, don't try to go into these situations and buying real estate, especially if you're a first time home buyer and, um, not have any money because nothing is promise. Your job is not promise. Right. Um, but as far as tips, it's very simple. If you buying rental properties, do your best to put yourself in a position where you can have your apartments on programs, you know, section eight, you have domestic violence programs. You have all types of different programs that are out there where the government will pay the rent for the tenant where that's going to be guaranteed money. No matter if it's a recession, if it's a bull market, a bear market, the government is always going to pay for these programs. So you have to look at that. Um, you have to be creative right now, you know, with, with house hacking. Um, I think a first time home buyer, if your goal is to become an investor and if your goal is to be a landlord, you definitely have to look at house hacking, right? Even if you have to buy a single family or do a single family home, there's ways to house hack that too. Um, buy a property that you can possibly add an ADU, accessory dwelling unit, or turn your basement into a content space. I mean, look at look, we have a content space right here. Your your headquarters is a content space, right? So there's a many different ways that you could go out here to bring in money to help supplement your your mortgage payment if you are a first time home buyer. So you just got to be creative right now, especially in these high inflationary times. You can't just depend on one source of income, and especially if you're a first time home buyer, you got to remember that that mortgage payment is due every month. So you have to just be creative on ways to get that mortgage paid by any means necessary. Yeah, one of the most profound things you said to us over three years ago is that equity is monopoly money and people kind of didn't really understand it. Can you break it down for the, for the new audience that that's here with us tonight about what you mean by that? So equity is monopoly money, right? It's unrealized gains. It's just like when you're looking at your, your trading accounts, you may be up, but it's unrealized. It's, it's not really real money until you take it out until you um, sell your trade. Um, and then it's real money for you, right? It's the same thing like equity. So if your home appreciated 200,000, 300,000, that doesn't mean that that money belongs to you. It's there. It gives you value. It's a part of your net worth now, but it's not like you can stick your debit card in the, in the freaking doorbell and say, give me some of my equity today, please. Right. You still have to apply for a loan and get approved for it. Right. So unless you tap into that equity via a uh, cash out refinance or home equity line of credit, then that money is dead money. So and if the market does crash, let's just say, God forbid, the market does crash and you lose 30, 40 percent of that equity, you know, that 250 now went to probably 150. So what I try to tell people, Troy, is 
especially if you have money in your primary residence, first of all, my disclaimer as always is make sure you have a plan of action. Remember, this is the church's money. So if you're taking money from a cash out refinance or a home equity line of credit from your primary residence, remember you have an extra bill now. It's another mortgage. So you have to have a plan of action to repay that. So don't take it and go to Dubai and try to go out to the top tallest building like Rashad was taking videos and having closing deals, right? Because that money is not making you money being in Dubai. Use that money to invest. Use that money to start your business, something that can bring you an ROI immediately so that way you can pay it back. So unless you use that money, it's just monopoly money. It sounds good to have, hey, I got a 200 in equity, but it's not in your bank account, B. Yeah, Berger Khalifa. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah, a good place to visit, man. Hundred fifty-four <laughs> floors up, top of the world, literally. Yeah, literally top of the world. High-level conversations. Yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah. Nineteen Keys. Yeah, shout out to Nineteen shout, Keys. Shout out to the bro. Shout out to Nineteen Keys. So, um, let's talk about okay. Let's talk about this. Um, refinancing is this a a time that people should be refinancing? Um, yes and no. No, I would say no and yes. If you have an interest rate in, in the past two years, you know, twos, threes, fours, uh, probably hell no, right? If you have equity in your home and you want to tap into that, I would say get a line of credit versus refinancing. If you have an investment property, and this is for the investors, if you're in a hard money deal and you're trying to borrow, you have no choice but to refinance. If you're an investor and you have a bunch of equity in your home and you're trying to scale your portfolio, it might be it might make sense to refinance because and pull that cash out because you're not paying the bill, your tenants are. And as long as you're still cash flowing, then it could make sense to you. And let me flip back to the homeowners. The homeowners out there who might want to refinance, if you have a lot of high interest credit cards, you know, maybe student loans, and you know, you're suffocating yourself, don't hold on to that two, 3% rate, knowing that you have $100,000 in credit card debt. And if you got to look at the numbers to see if you do a debt consolidation loan, does it make sense for you to refinance to pay off all that debt? and have a cheaper payment overall, that would probably be the only way I would probably advise a, a, a primary residence or a homeowner to refinance, only if they didn't have means to like pay off all that high debt. Um, but other than that, homeowners right now, I probably wouldn't refinance. I would do more of a home equity line of credit and investors, depending on your deal and what you got going on, it could be advantageous for you to look into doing a refinance. Yeah, I, I want to tie the whole night into it, right? We, we started with building a brand with the inflation right, and obviously we're ending it now with real estate, but you've built a brand in real estate, which is pretty difficult, right? When you walk around the country, we see it. People are attracted to what you're doing. You've inspired them. You've changed their lives. Not an easy task. And every time I look at you, I feel like you're, you're doing something new to try to expand the brand. Obviously now you're sitting in a content studio that you, you, you've built. Talk about that. In, in the real estate field, building a brand, because we see people do it. Obviously, shout out to your, your partner on Ransom Gems, Kiana, who's done an amazing job is, with it as well. Can you talk about the strategies that you use to build your brand? Oh, man, that's a great question, Troy. I'm glad you asked that one. Um, 
The RZA, man, the RZA, 2018. I said, yo, RZA, man, how the hell you got the shade room for financial literacy in your comments? And you got 4,000 comments and you got 9,000 followers. And he said, bro, you got to deepen your relationship with your audience. All the stuff that you talk about um, to your clients, you got to start bringing it to your social media. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, well, you're talking to me. I'm a financial advisor. Why don't you start talking about financial planning? Because it goes hand in hand with home ownership. And that was the first time that I really understood social media, um, thanks to um, your bestie, Rashad. And <laughs> from that <laughs> and from that moment, now nah, I'm keeping it a buck. You saw how, how the brand built, right? So it was the power of collaboration. It's something I've been doing in my entire career. So anybody who's a transactional professional, our businesses were not built. We were not taught social media when we came into this game right especially me i've been doing this for almost 20 years and the new folks who are coming in they're not being taught social media we're taught how to develop relationships especially from a loan officer perspective with realtors financial planners cpas insurance agents and we build our book of business and we work our book of business right my business model wasn't built for social media but when i started bringing those conversations to my page and tying that in to home ownership it kind of opened up the eyes. I was probably one of the first people in the mortgage space that was doing this at the at a small level at that time and which has continuously graduated into something big. So power collaboration will be the first step that I would tell anybody in my profession that they got to do. Number two, always add value to people. The reason why I'm even probably a partner in EYL University and VestFest and amongst other things that we do together and why I'm probably here today is because I, I did my best to add value to Rashad's business without even asking him for anything. I did things without asking for nothing, right? It was just, I genuinely want to see my people win. He was a financial planner when we met and I wanted to send him business because I wanted my people to work with a black man and he seemed super knowledgeable to me. Right. So add value to people and don't have no expectations, because if you add enough value to people, it will come back to you tenfold. See, the problem in our business, especially from transaction professionals, we always got a freaking handout. We always want something in return and you don't need to do that. Just add value and you, your blessings will come to you. So that would be number two thing. And number three, consistency. You have to be consistent if you're going to hit social media. Now, one thing that I even had to learn. This is very difficult to do. This is not easy. It's 940 at night. I've been filming all day. I've been working on loans. I've been talking to people all, all day long, but I still find the time every single day to do content, to put out content, because I understand if I do not let my voice be heard, then the only thing that people will hear is the news and what their filmmongering is, and I have a voice and I'm gonna use it to my advantage. So I'm very consistent on what I do and I invest into my business. Like Tooks is here with me right now. He's a part of the team. We have we built out a content studio. We invest tens of thousands of dollars in equipment. We travel everywhere to get more content, right? We're very consistent about what we're doing and we don't take no days off. This is the way, this has been the, the business model of EYL and I'm just following suit with the plan of action is, yo, we gotta, outwork everybody no one can put out more content than us no one can give as much free game as us 
we have to be the authority. Rashad called me the authority in real estate two years ago. And I looked at, and I, I called him. I said, yo, why are you calling me that, bro? <laughs> like, I really didn't understand where he was going with this. But he's like, no, you're the authority, bro. Da -da 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 -da. And I'm like, this nigga's crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, fast forward, I am the authority in real estate, <laughs> period, point blank. And there's nothing you could tell me otherwise because I believe it now and because I'm consistent and no one's going to outwork me. So all my real estate professionals, you have to be hungry. You got to really want this and you and you got to go out here and just do um, massive and, and, and perfect actions every single day to achieve your goals. Massive and perfect actions. Love Shout it. out to Max Maxwell. Let, let's get let's get some questions if we can before yeah, before we round. I'm sure people will have some um drop some, some gems in the comments, people. Let's go, man. This is EYL Power by Recession Proof. <laughs> drop some gems in the comments, man. Y'all came here to learn. Ranting, let's go. Ranting gems. Ranting gems. It came on six p.m. Eastern Standard Time today too. <laughs> That's the fact. Live. Shout out to Welby. <laughs> Shout out to Welby. We was live. We dropped mad gems today, too. Y'all better go watch that. Now, I ain't going to hold y'all up. Welby's a savage. Y'all better go watch that episode. After y'all get off of this, go watch this last post. Rants and Gems, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It was phenomenal. Shout out to at my best 197. All right. Well, listen, what's going on? You got MG on the line with us. <laughs> hey, y'all. How are y'all? What's up, Queen? I am great. I actually met you. So long ago, when you hosted an event with Denise, the broker, um, I was at the brokerage at the time, and I met you. Wow, yes, that it was, was like a long years, time that ago. Was like, that was, was like three years ago. Wow. <laughs> Shout was, out to you. You're a top earner. <laughs> You're a day one earner. I love it. Oh, man. Um, I um, actually have a quick question. So last year, I purchased um, my childhood home in Florida. We have roughly about $250,000 in equity. And I want to pull it out because the game plan that I have is to purchase an apartment complex. But I don't know if I should pull out a HELOC or a line of equity. So I'm not sure which direction to go in with that. Um, and so I kind of wanted to hear what you may think. So, so it's a HELOC, home equity line of credit. And then you have a he loan, which is a equity loan, right? So there's two options you can do. Both of them are considered like second mortgages, right? A he a home equity line of credit, it kind of acts like a credit card where you have a 10-year draw period where you can use the money, pay it off, use the money, pay it off, use the money, pay it off, right? And then after 10 years, it could turn into a 20-year fix. Some banks may turn it into a 10-year fix, just depending on the bank and their terms. And um, so that's a he a HELOC, right? And you're only paying money that you use. So if you borrow, let's just say 100K out of that 250, if you don't use the 100K, you don't make a payment. If you use 25,000, you make a payment on that 25,000 and not the difference. Now, a he loan is they're basically giving you that $100,000 the day of closing or three days after closing via wire, check, whatever, whatever and you're making a payment the next month. Even if you didn't deploy that capital into a um, project, and that's a, it's going to be a fixed rate mortgage, and it will be probably for a twenty or thirty year term. But right now, those rates are probably going to be nine to eleven percent, just depending. But so for me personally, I necessarily don't like the he loans because again, 
if I get 100K from it, I have to make payments right away. And I might still be shopping for deals and I still got to make this monthly payment. Whereas with a HELOC, I have more flexibility with it. Now, once you, once you have that 100K, even if you spend it all, once you start paying down that principal, it's not like you can access that funds again with a HELOC. You're just paying it back. But with the HELOC over that first 10 years, you can kind of move and shake the way you want. So I would recommend HELOC, but my disclaimer, as always, have a plan to make sure you pay back that debt because you don't want to mess up the church's money. Solid. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you Melissa. So what, what's Happy the holidays. A, what's Happy the holidays. Between, Happy holidays, Melissa. What's the difference between a HELOC loan and a refi? So a refinance is when you are using, you're refinancing your first mortgage, right? So if your first mortgage has a rate of 3% and you want to do a cash out refinance, then you're subject to whatever the market rate is today for that cash out refinance. And you'll have one mortgage. So let's just say you owe 300,000, Rashad, and you want to take out 200,000 on the cash out refinance. Now you're going to owe 500000 but it'll be at that much higher interest rate where today's market is. So that's why, for me, I would recommend if you have that amount of equity and you can qualify, I would prefer you to leave that first mortgage alone so you can keep that 3% rate and you get the HELOC in second position or second lien on the property and you're able to have that flexibility with that capital to use it as you can. Now, I want to say this too with HELOCs. Those of you who have HELOCs that are open right now, be very mindful of this. That money is not yours unless you deploy it. So if you have a $200,000 HELOC right now, and let's just say you only use 50,000 of that HELOC. So you have availability of 150,000 left. At any given moment, the bank can close your line of credit with no warning. So if the economic downturn continues to happen, if we slide into this recession, if inflation continues to rise, if it goes back up, if home prices keep declining, if home values slip and decline further, the banks at any given time can say, you know what, it's too much risk to have this much equity just out there. Let us cut this off so that way people don't go upside down and they risk um, their investment of being paid back. So I need you guys, if you have current home equity line of credits, be mindful of that because you'll wake up one morning thinking you got 150K or whatever it is to play with and that thing will be gone. Be mindful, even with your credit cards, even with your credit cards, they'll do that on Amex in a heartbeat that you think you got a 100,000 limit and you got 50,000 now. So just be mindful of that, people. Keep in mind. Yeah. Dante Walker, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Well, guidelines. Guidelines. Oh. <laughs> guidelines. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Devin. We're going to go to Devin. Devin, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. Uh, you've been unmuted. What's going on, Devin? It's Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Um, no my question was, um, oh, I'm in Maine. So my question was, 
I have a two question. So the first one is, what are some of the best banks to to get um, HELOC from? The best bank to get a HELOC from, Matt. I, I would say always try your local credit union, um, and always try to like the local regional banks first for your home equity line of credits because your credit union and your local regional bank wants the local business right and they want that relationship they want you to bring over accounts and other accounts so they will probably be the first stops that i would go to if i was looking for a home equity line of credit would be a mm -hmm. local credit union or a local regional bank okay um thank you the second question is seller um owner finance i saw a piece of property it's a land raw land and they're doing a owner finance on that um, I want to tap into that because I got my my equipments. I do trucking, and I'm I need somewhere to park. How do I approach something like that? Um, the seller makes the terms. Um, of uh, so the seller finance, and just for those of you who don't know, is basically when a seller is agreeing to basically give you a private mortgage and hold that note, and mm -hmm. they would dictate the terms now obviously you're dealing directly with the seller so you you have room to negotiate with them so they might say all right i'll give you this alone if you're able to put 20 percent down and you will be able i'll give you a loan of for 10 years at market rate of seven percent interest only but after 10 years it's a balloon payment and you have to pay me back something like that right i'm just giving you guys an example of, of what it will look like but you have the ability to negotiate with them if they're trying if they are flexible and if they really want to um you know get rid of that property so i think seller financing is a great tool but any any way you can finance a real estate deal is a great option it's a great tool so if you have an opportunity like that Devin, i would highly recommend that you continue to explore that opportunity all right thank you thank you guys thank you very much Appreciate no problem, brother. Thanks, Devin. MG, how you feeling? We take one more? Yeah, yeah, keep going, bro. We outside. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Uh, George Murray, we coming to meet uh, you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Yes, thank you. Hello, how are y'all doing? Alive and blessed, great, bro, brother. Alive and blessed. Okay, so um, you entered the game with your real estate license or you did all of this without your real estate license? Because I heard no, you say that you were working on loans. No, nah, I entered the game as, as a mortgage guy. I entered this game as a loan officer. And oh. uh, I, I actually had my real estate license, too. I still, it's, I still have it. I just got to reactivate it. But um, I primarily focus on mortgage originations. Um, I help people get funding for deals for the past 20 years, over a billion dollars funded in my career. I am MG, the mortgage guy, George. Okay, so, so, so you reach out to Florida as well or yes, just... Sir. Yes, sir. I do all types of loans. I work with first-time homebuyers, investors, um, no matter if you're a first-time investor to savvy investors. I work on commercial deals. Um, I can do rehab financing. I can do development financing. Whatever you want. I'm like Baskin Robbins, John. Okay, so where I... you need. <laughs> so where do I go to your page at? Do I go oh, to YouTube? All you have or... to do, if you want to work with me, apply with mg.com. That's it. Apply with MG.com if you want to get pre-approved, you want a second opinion on the current deal, or if you want to book a consultation with me on my team, apply with MG.com. Okay, got you. I appreciate that. Thanks for the blessing. Continue blessings, my brother.
Yes. It's a blessing to be a blessing. All right, Dante blessing. Walker, you ready, man? We're coming back to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Appreciate you, George. Happy holidays to you and the fam. You as well. Yep. Yeah, I missed this. I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Dante, you've been unmuted, man. What's up? Second chance. Tooks, we might have to clip that last one. <laughs> that last that last exchange. I kind of like that one. That's when we get the next post. Joseph, uh, Joseph Wells Jr., we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Guidelines. Guidelines. <laughs> That's what's going on. Guidelines. And he's gone. Well, let's talk about this. Um, so part of EYL University is MG the Mortgage Guys, Home Buyers Blueprint, Volume One and Volume Two. And um, can you just talk about what's encompassed in the Home Buyers Blueprint, Volume One and Volume Two? So the Home Buyers Blueprint series is the encyclopedia for home buyers and investors. The home buyers you get, blueprint, where'd you, where'd, where'd you get where'd you get the encyclopedia word from from from, from Rashad? Rashad Malau is, is the RZA, yo. I don't have no shame in telling y'all this, too. I have no no ego with this. He, yo, when he, the first time he said that shit, too, I said, oh, my God, the encyclopedia. <laughs> I said, I'm going to run that joint. Uh, yo, y'all watching us in real time, y'all. This is live. <laughs> They but nah, it's, it's like it really is this, but it really is though. It's encyclopedia for home buying. The home buyers blueprint volume one is 15 plus hours of content, assessments. I mean, you get the so any first time home buyer, new realtor, like yo, you can go through that thing and kind of know you can get your deal closed. Period. Absolutely. That, it's helped thousands of people close on real estate. And one of the and my and I'll be honest, I don't even promote all the success of this. And I got to get better at that because there's been th literally thousands of people. We be all over the place and people always come up like, yo, I closed on this. I saved money because of the home buyers blueprint volume one. Right. So it's the encyclopedia for home buyers. Probably my greatest work to this day. I love that course. And um, it's, it's my baby. And look, AB took it. AB was doing assessments and took it. And he's like, yo, Matt, I learned all about real estate because of the home buyer's blueprint. So Mike, it, Mike Brown, Mike, Mike Brown actually brought a home off of that. Yeah. Um, EYL alumni, he was saying like, you know, he brought the home after um, studying the blueprint. And the thing about it is like, you know, the encyclopedia is fitting because, you know, you go to school and you study and you learn about a variety of different things, but you never really learn about the process of buying a home. And it's very, actually extremely complicated. It's not as easy as just going to the bank and buy a home. And for most people, that's the biggest purchase that you're ever going to make in life. So being that there's no education on it, where do you go to know what you're doing? You just don't really know what you're doing. You just kind of wing it and you end up making a lot of mistakes. You don't even know you're making mistakes. So, you know, to have a curriculum, to have, you know, a step-by-step -step guide in buying a home and then also how to renovate the home and, you know, different programs and, interest rates and you know all of that refinancing and all that stuff is actually extremely beneficial for majority of people because it wasn't taught to you in school and if 
your parents didn't buy a home, then even if they bought a home, they might not be fully educated on the process. So it's people take it for granted, but um, that is actually extremely beneficial educational piece because there's so many different parts of buying a home. You got the entrepreneur loan, you got the jumbo mortgage, you got the refi, you got the veteran loan, you got the, you know, the HELOC, you got the 203K, you got the 203K. um, You got got the home style. So like volume two, the rehab pack covers, that covers Fannie Mae, home style, rehab loan. It covers the 203K in depth detail. That's around seven hours of information. And, um, you know, what I really want to do is, in all honesty, and I put this in chat like a month ago, but I really want to do volume three. And I think volume three is going to be the best body of work that I've ever done in my life, superseding volume one, because now there's new information. There's new things that are happening in the world and in the marketplace, and there's a lot of different loan products out there. So I think with volume three, um, that's going to encompass heavy investing, um, heavy entrepreneur, self-employed, and really teaching people how to analyze deals and going through those motions too. So Blueprint Volume 3 will be coming soon. I'm not going to put a date on it right now because I'm going to probably make that 20 plus hours of information to really help people get their game on track, not their wig push back. Like this is really going to be a dynamic piece of work and it's only going to be for EYL University powered by recession proof. So if you want to really learn how to fund your deals, fund your investments and really get the vital information, you got to be a part of this, man. You got to be a part of this. So the home buyers series is phenomenal. Yeah, she just asked what she can get. If if you're in the chat, then you you have access to it right now. Or you oh yeah, if you very short, shortly. Yeah, oh yeah, if, if if you're in the Zoom, then you already Gucci. Yeah, and man, I got I, I told you this when I first saw it. I think I probably was the first one to have eyes on on the the program itself. It was a complete body of work, and you over delivered. I know a lot of times I feel like you know you get a little hard on yourself. Like you know I I could have added more. And after like going through the course and writing the assessments for the course, I'm like. I'm not sure how you could have. In fact, anybody that takes it, they're going to come out better and they're going to come out with an understanding of real estate that they never had before. I definitely did. And I have a home and you walked me through the process of getting another home. Um, so congratulations to you. I know you want to give us our flowers, but I want to give you yours, man. That is a complete body of work. It's an authentic body of work and it is super digestible. And the fact that people get to assess how they're learning and what they're learning throughout the process makes it even better, man. So congrats to you on the uh, the becoming the authority in, in the, the field of real estate for our community, man. Troy, I appreciate that you, from coming from you, because you're an educator, you're professionally trained at this. And when you told me that, I'm like, nah, this shit sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I could do a lot more. And you know, the funny thing is I said that about episode 12 too. And yeah, both was like, nah, it's good. Like I, I am a tough critic on myself. I'm, I'm very hard on everything that I do. And Troy is always that person. Like, no, as soon as I come off any stage or anything, Troy is li- literally the first person that comes up to me like, yo, MG, nah. Like, so I always appreciate you, bro, because coming from you of being a trained professional educator, that means a lot because I'm not trained to do this. I don't even know how I'm doing this today, to be honest with you. I'm just I'm just doing what I do. And um, the blueprint, 
looking back at it now, I agree a thousand percent with you. That thing's a masterpiece. And um, I'm very proud of it. It's helped thousands of people buy real estate the right way, get good deals. But now I think I want to take it to the next level with volume three and just continue my mission. And my mission, fellas, is to help close the wealth gap in real estate one brick at a time. And whether you're buying your primary residence or you're buying investment properties, black and brown people need to buy real estate. We don't need to really pay attention to the fear mongering. We need to stay the course and stay focused on our mission. Our wealth is disappearing in front of our eyes. And if we have everybody who's watching this right now, we have the opportunity to change the generational DNA of our entire community. And real estate is a big play on that. Let's not get it twisted. I know real estate gets treated like the stepchild when it comes to crypto and stocks and everything that's out there. But let's not forget how important real estate is because you can't go outside without seeing real estate, period. Period. With a T. With a T. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very important. Yep. Uh, well, MG, always a pleasure, my brother. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> F a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.